Lack of physical activity and lack of access to nutritious foods are two major determinants of chronic disease. The cost of chronic disease is high. Treating individuals with chronic diseases accounts for 86% of our nation's health care costs, according to the CDC. The American Planning Association is working to improve the health of our communities through its Plan for Health initiative that has provided $4.5 million in grant money to 35 local coalitions. The coalitions are anchored by American Planning Association chapters and American Public Health Association affiliates. I'm Roberta Rewers with APA. Pathways to Health is a Plan for Health coalition located in Tulsa County, Oklahoma. The coalition is working with community partners to reduce barriers to physical activity and nutrition by ensuring resources are focused on areas of greatest need and strengthening cross-sector partnerships. Joining me today is Chad Call, Shared Use Specialist, and Louisa Krug, Chronic Disease Epidemiologist, both with the Tulsa Health Department. So the coalition is working to promote a healthier lifestyle through healthy eating and active living. How do you see the Plan for Health grant advancing your goals? Uh, so I can kind of talk about some of the active living stuff, and then Chad can talk about healthy eating, I think. Um, so part of my job is working with different cities around Tulsa County, um, so Tulsa and then also some of the suburbs, to try to work with planners and um, city government officials to work on um, incorporating health into the development review process. So basically, like, when anything comes into a city, like how a city is developed can really have a lot of influence on how people can live in that city or how active they can, what aspects of active living they have um, available to them. And so um, just, like, promoting health to be part of that discussion I think is pretty important um, because through that people have you know better access to healthy food or to um, physical activity opportunities and um, just overall walkability and all of those things can improve health. Yeah and, um, and nutrition you know we know that it's related to uh, many chronic diseases and and so providing that access this, this um, collaborative is going to allow for us to devote resources to um, resources targeting chronic diseases. Chad, can you tell me a little bit about the shared use and some of the initiatives that you're trying to undertake to increase physical activity in the community? So we're, we're, we've been working on a play desert mapping, which is kind of like food desert mapping. And it's really um, areas that don't have a place to play or exercise within walking distance, um, areas that, you know, are, uh, have greater um, levels of economic hardship. And uh, we've finished that map along with um, all the schools that are locked and unlocked. And right now we're, we're building the map, transforming the map from a play desert map to places to play map. And then we're using that to approach the schools to get, you know, to add schools that are locked, um, add them to the map as well, get them to unlock those ones. And then we'll use the places to play map as a communication tool to make people aware of all the places among school playgrounds or gyms um, that are available for them to recreate and get physical activity. Was there anything that you learned through the play desert mapping that surprised you or weren't expecting? 
Yeah, um, it was surprising. It was surprising to me um, to see we did have quite a few schools that are already unlocked. Um, it was surprising too in in building the map um, to see the number of parks available up in North Tulsa. Um, the areas that have a um, poor health, North and West Tulsa, you know, there there are a lot of parks, um, but. Uh, you know, I, we, it, it, so, so that was surprising. And, but when you take in the other factors that create a play desert, like economic hardship, um, as well as um, in the areas with more crime, things like that, uh, it, it did follow the trend where those schools in some of those areas are the ones that are locked as opposed to elsewhere. So th those were surprising. It, um, it was surprising, too, in, in uh, mapping how um different districts have uh i guess different levels of um available schools or um, they they tend to look at charities a little bit differently um but generally i i think um Tulsa is very fertile ground for shared use as so far that i've been working on this Collaboration is a key component of the Plan for Health initiative. How do you both see this initiative has changed the relationship between planning and public health professionals? Well, I think it's, for one thing, it's just good to know that both groups care about the same thing. So I think there's probably a lot of groups in Tulsa County that are all working towards the same goals, but, you know, you want to make sure you're not all overlapping each other or not duplicating efforts. Um, so it's a good way to have resources to be um, to collaborate with them so that we all like, know what each other is doing and are all kind of on the same page as opposed to everybody kind of trying to do it by themselves. And then also just like as far as working with planners and with cities and stuff, um, you know, I think that a lot of cities like they know that they want to promote active living, but having the resources of the health department, like there's a lot of data that we have and like community health needs assessment and the community health improvement plan, that kind of stuff, it gives really good credibility to why you would promote active living um, because I think everybody can get behind the idea that um, there are certain parts of Tulsa County that have much poorer health outcomes and the whole idea of health equity and, and you know, trying to promote health in those areas that planning and public health is like a natural um, a natural partnership there. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's, it, the collaborative, I mean, it's right in the name of Plan for Health, so putting health at the center of that planning and as we're working with partners um, like Tulsa Transit, uh, for instance, uh, where, you know, where they focus on health as in the, the planning, um, as well as, you know, with the food force and, and things like that, when, you know, trying to get people to think about their landscaping, edible landscaping, food forest. And if we put health at the central component of planning, it's really, uh, it's kind of collaborating everyone at uh, kind of a central purpose of, of the work that everyone is doing. One of the aspects of your coalition's work is partnering with schools to increase opportunities for shared use, which we've talked about, and also developing a food forest. Tell me a little bit more about the food forest, what that is, and what are you looking at, and how will it make an improvement in your community? We, uh, the Tisdale Food Forest was the first food forest um, in, like, Tulsa County area. Of course, other people, there's community gardens and other things like that. Um, but it's really a, 
another way of looking at food forestry is um, low input nutrition security because you're, you're planting mostly perennials and it's kind of like foraging in that you're trying to create a, a garden area that requires as little um, watering, a little as um, uh, replanting of annuals and you know, things like that. So you're just trying to allow for it to be self-sustaining. Um, and so that's what we're modeling after is two-scale food forest. I've partnered with all the people that put that together. Um, we're, we're, hugoculture beds is a type of permaculture food forest um, bed that you bury wood and it's supposed to create self, uh, like fertile soil for longer periods of time. And tomorrow morning, uh, right early 5.30, I'm digging one here at the health department grounds. To, um, to, we're going to build a little model one as we work with partners. Um, the food bank here, regional food bank, already has edible landscaping. And so we're going to add some edible landscaping into our, our part right here. But at the same time, um, uh, we're, we're look, with the city of Tulsa, we're looking at this trail, um, the Osage Trail, and trying to get the, all the signatures ready and the approval ready to um, start a food forest right along there. It's, it's ne next to a library. It's, next to, it's in a food desert area. And really we want it to be uh, a place that, uh, people can forage, and it doesn't require, and it can also be educative about um, picking your food and um, and eating it, and, you know, preparing the right way, and just making that area uh, as manageable and in the least um, restrictive way for people to be able to just um, garden uh, and with with the skills that they have. How would you? Describe how Pathways to Health has engaged the community throughout your initiative. Has it improved? Have you increased engagement? How have the public been involved? I don't really know that I can talk much about engaging the public right now. Um, I've been working more with like cities and planners, stuff like that. Um, but I think Pathways to Health overall, they are do a great job of bringing together um, groups from around the county. Um, that are all already working on similar, um, like to, to improve the similar health outcomes. Um, and they bring those together so that uh, everybody kind of is on the same page and people aren't duplicating efforts and it's a good way to get, um, you know, ideas or, um, you know, start new partnerships. So through our work with Pathways to Health, like through the Tulsa County Wellness Partnership, stuff like that, I think we've worked with a lot of different groups. Um, I just can't say that I personally have worked with the public very much. Um, in the future, we're hoping to hold some workshops, maybe, and stuff like that through the community health improvement plans. I think that'll include a lot more community engagement. Um, my project is not quite there yet. Yeah, and as, since I started um, in March as well, um, you know, just we've been working on some uh, um, social media messages for shared use and 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 working uh, with Pathways, Pathways to Health as far as our you know working together with Tulsa Transit on some shared use projects for physical activity at bus stops um, and the pathways. So we're in the process of, of uh, engaging the public and we're in the, you know, a lot of the still planning and, and organizing for that communication to the public. So Louisa, can you talk a little bit about how engagement might have improved because of the initiative, not necessarily to the public, but it sounds like definitely outreaching to cities and communities and other planners? Um, yeah, I guess basically we've just been trying to um, 
engage as many planners as possible. Like I try to go to city council meetings or planning commission meetings, and um, we've come up with like some different talking points so that if certain things come up in, in meetings, there's we have kind of a standard set of things that we can can talk about why certain things are important to health. Um, just you know, there's a lot of things I think that people don't um, necessarily think about how important they are to health. Like, um, of course, now I can't think of any off the top of my head, but um, just like even having, um, if you have green space in your development, like, you know, if you have a little bit of extra space, like you could turn that into a community garden. Or I was talking with one of the planners the other day about how, you know, sometimes when you have a, sub, a new subdivision, like there's always going to be a lot that's not that good. Um, you know, if you can, if, if you can engage developers and, um, you know, planners, um, stuff like that, people like that, you know, maybe they can just turn that into a playground or a community garden or something like that, but it's just not always something people think about immediately, and so that's kind of the engagement we're, we're going for, hoping for, is just to um, to start with just getting health to be part of the conversation and then also, um, you know, down the line making it a little bit more official. Like, um, right now the health department is able to look at a lot of the development reviews from the city of Tulsa or the developments that come through the city of Tulsa to be able to look at um, different aspects of them that might promote or um, promote healthy outcomes or, you know, promote negative health outcomes. And so we're, we're working on um, engaging with other cities to be able to do the same thing there. So how would you say in a summary for our listeners, how is Plan for Health making a difference in your community? Well, I think it's really promoting knowledge of active living and healthy living. Um, through like a variety of different ways, like through playgrounds and you know shared use stuff like that at city the city level. We're about to start working on our community health improvement plan, which I think will be um, a huge asset to our community. Yeah, and it's really catalyzing catalyzing um, uh, resources towards towards chronic disease. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, um, as opposed to infectious diseases and and uh, just. Uh, I, as we've worked with partners, it's um, you know it's really I think extending our re uh, the health department's uh, reach into to you know other coalitions and, and partnerships um, at a at a faster rate than maybe in the past. Chad and Louisa, thanks so much for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Pathways to Health, you can go to planforhealth.us. That's plan the number four health.us.